Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Mortgage Marketing Podcast with me, your host, Ash Borland. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about something um, a little bit maybe divisive, maybe something you're not 100% comfortable with me talking about. Some people are funny about this, but this is the idea of um, what we're talking about. I'm trying to press the button here. It's not even working. The issue with old school sales techniques. Okay. The issue with old school sales techniques, something that I personally feel um, very passionate about, something I feel I want to talk about, and this is my show, and we can talk about it, and I think it's going to help you because it's what I do when I work with clients one-to-one. Sure, we do work as, you know, we work with marketing, we work with stuff like that, but a lot of the stuff that, that people start to realize with what I do is we're trying to focus on unlearning a lot of what you have learned. It's about unlearning all of the habits you've picked up along the way, all those terrible, cheesy sales books you've been listening to and read and the silent clothes and the old dude, like just all of it. Chuck it out the window. That's what we're going to be talking about today. The, the issue with, that's what I say, the issue with old school sales techniques. Because what's really funny with these old school sales techniques, and I'm I'm a guy who did them. I'm not saying that like, you know, I, I did them. I was the world's worst. But the truth is, when I decided to throw that stuff out the window and start focusing on human connection and on um, modern ways of communication and on and on um, working with people I want to work with and focusing on them and niching and and, and and like talking to my type of people, life changed. My my entire life changed. My work life changed. My business changed. My industry ended up changing over time. My friends, my family, my relationships, everything changed because I wasn't following this sales mantra crap that we listen to all the time. So what do I mean by this? Well, the first thing is that these old school sales techniques, these old school stuff that you're taught in your corporate companies, they're not designed for the modern world. And when I'm talking about modern world, I'm talking about digital world. I'm talking about not just digital world, actually modern world, but also a digital world, but also modern world in regards to if you're trying to do business with millennials, you're trying to do business with Gen Z and whatever the next generation is, I can always forget what that is. And your job is to communicate with these people and build relationships with people. They're not going to interact with them the same way. It's a different thing. It's, it's a rule book for a different era when the, when the game was different. And so this idea of, and I, I just, I, it's not a good idea to focus on this stuff. And it's really funny. I actually think that it's costing you business, a lot of business, if you are following these old school techniques. It really is. Now, we now live in a world that's digital. We live in a world that is highly accessible and everything is becoming a commodity. And I hate to tell it, guys, with, your, with brokers, that's one of the biggest things that you have against you. When you're working in this old school sales world of hiding lenders, for example, hiding lenders, only doing, um, only giving advice once they've once they've paid or instructed you, or all of this stuff, it's not. That's done from an era of people who, back in the day, they didn't have the access to back in the day. But when people didn't have access to the internet, people bought information. You were trading information. That was the thing. You were trading information. But the problem is we now live in a world where anybody can get every bit of information they need on their mobile phone at the drop of a hat. So if you are still in the game of selling information, you are seriously going to lose. 
You're going to lose this game. It's, it's inevitable. You can't maintain that. Instead, you have to start focusing on, instead you have to start focusing on selling experiences and people are coming to you because they want your help. They're coming to you because they, they, they might be able to find it out themselves, but they want you to do it. It's a big different. It's a completely different thing. Otherwise what happens is, and this comes down to fees, by the way, with mortgage brokers, this is where fees become a problem because this is where, when, if you are trading in this information thing, then I'm going to be comparing apples to apples with other brokers. And we race, this comes to a race to the bottom in fees for me to get the best deal. Like, do you still live in a world where you think like, that's not a good idea. And first of all, if we, if you still live in a world, not do you, if you, cause I've, I get it. I've spoken to loads of people about this. If you still live in a world where you think that you have ex exclusive deals, exclusive deals that no one else in the world has access to. It's terrible. You can't be trading on that anymore. Panel of lenders. I love it when you say, what is the, the USPs of my business? I have access to a panel of lenders. We have we have access to whole of market. I know you're not whole of market. No, you can't be, but representative of whole of market. Um, you know, we don't charge a fee. We do charge a fee. All of these things are trivial, okay? Because they're old school techniques. They're just not going to work if you want to make if you want to make really long lasting connections with your with your customers in the modern era. That's what I'm talking about now. Moving forward, you see people like um, like the Hudson Rose guys doing this incredibly well. They kill. They destroy it. So instead. What I want you to try and focus on, and this is where, and don't be wrong, I, me and my dad talk about this all the time. He's on the other camp, I'm on this camp, so that's a cool thing. Um, but we both have different debates. We debate about it a lot. Um, but I like to focus on a thing, what I would call happy revenue. Focus on happy revenue. This is another reason why I like, I don't like the old sales techniques and I like what, what, what I focus on myself and where I help with my clients and what I, what I help other people or they help themselves to after listening to this, is focusing on what I call happy revenue. Do you want to deal with these types of customers day in and day out? Now, this is a mistake I see a lot of people make when it comes to with with brokers is they focus on the income, um, the income amount, not the actual full experience. Um, and that's not a good thing, by the way, for your mental health long term. And it's not a very good sales technique for long term thinking anyway, which is what the next point will be. But it's not very good. You want to enjoy your job if you're self-employed. What you do is at the power of your hands. And why I say focus on happy revenue is instead of looking at trying to do sales techniques and changing your personality or doing things or mirroring or using all this stuff. Now, by the way, all this stuff works. I'm not saying it doesn't work so much as it works if you as like the seasoning on some sort of bit of food. But most of the, the way it was taught is that if you lean in one way and the other and the other person leans in the same way to you, then automatically they're gonna buy your mortgage. Or if you say the same words or pretend like you're friends with them or you do you're into something, don't have to do that. Instead, if you focus on this this idea of happy revenue and the idea of having customers that you want to work with, that enjoy your company, that enjoy you as you, that you enjoy their company, that you, um, I used to say when I was a mortgage broker, my barometer would be if your name flashes up, and it's still, by the way, my same now as a client with clients. If your name flashes up on my mobile phone and I physically makes me go, oh, when I see you, and by the way, 
There are there's not many now, but when I first started, there were quite a few. <laughs> um, there's no not really anyone now, but when that happened, and especially when I was a broker, this is my barometer. When I get that, that means I am not doing that. That's not a happy revenue. I'm not enjoying making that money. I'm not enjoying working with that person. And that is a problem. And let me explain why it's a problem. It's not so much the problem of, and you might go, like, okay, people will listen and go, oh yeah, it's all about do what you love. It's not actually that at all. I mean, there's, there is that. But what the big thing with it is, it, this thing will will multiply. If you are working with somebody who you don't really like or isn't aligned with your core values, you don't really get them, they don't really get you, but you do a good job for them because you're good, you're good at what you do. What's going to happen is it's like, and I see people do this all the time, what's my niche? I want to focus on this area. Okay, but if you're working with these people all the time who you don't really like, over time, you will start to get more of them because when you do a good job for somebody in that area, they'll refer their friends and their colleagues and their, their people in their community. And guess what? People in their community, people in their friends, nine times out of 10 are going to be very similar to them because they're friends and they're in their community. So this is how, and this is what people don't really look at. They go, it's just one case. I'll, I'll put up with it. There is not, you should never put up with it. Your marketing, this is why the power of niche, and we spoke about it in a previous episode about the reason of niching and the long-term thinking and the foundation, which was the last couple of episodes ago. I think it was last episode, actually. Um, Yeah, it was. So you have to then focus on, instead, trying to create happy revenue customers at the beginning because they will then recommend their friends who, guess what, you will like because you think that they're like they're like you, they resonate with you, and this is how over a long period of time you can end up and with this client bank that you just love working with. This is amazing. Whereas these old school sales techniques telling you to become a chameleon and be whatever that person is in front of you, talk how they talk, act how they act, change the way you dress, change the way you talk, change the way you... Now, obviously, your people are going to be thinking caricature. We all know that's not the case. But if you don't like football, I don't like football. I don't pretend to like football with clients. If a client comes on, they love football. Great client of mine, Richard Crow, loves football. I don't like it. We joke about it all the time. They don't like it. He, doesn't, he loves it. doesn't mean that I... But if I pretended, that's massively inauthentic. But I did when I was an estate agent, by the way. I was all of this. When I was an estate agent, love my boss, but that's what I was taught. I was taught, be a chameleon, be who you, be who they need to be, whatever. To the point where I would literally put my wet. I would. I had a ring on one side that was on the other side of my... I wasn't married at the time, so it was on. And I would swap that ring across to look older and wear a wedding ring when I was going to appointments. I mean, I was like 21. But it was stupid. Stupid. Now, did it get me business? Yes, but guess what? It made you're building this thing on on old school sales techniques in a world where we're very digital. Everyone knows you. Everyone knows what you're saying. Everyone can find you at the drop of a hat. And at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you're working in the in an area that you enjoy with people you enjoy, and that your your business, your niche, your happy revenue strategy is working. Because you don't want to wake up in literally five years time and you have this massive client bank full of, in your opinion, knobheads. I really do mean that. Like you might, and they might be, your idea of a knobhead might be my idea of an absolute amazing client. So it doesn't mean they are knobheads, but it might mean you might think, 
what am I doing? And that, by the way, now you might think I have lost count of how many brokers I have spoken to who are in this situation. Like lost count. This is, and so if you're listening to this, there's going to be two types of brokers or three types potentially, but two main types of brokers who are going to listen to this. Oh, no, three. First one will be someone who's, who is focusing on happy revenue and they're like, yep, love this, Ash, completely agree. It's going to be the second type, which I'm very aware is why I'm saying it for you, is you're going to go, this guy's chatting utter bollocks and you probably won't like me after this because this has always worked for me and that's cool. And if it does work for you, that's fine. And if you don't have a problem with all the stuff I'm saying here about these issues, that's cool. And then you might have another person, the third one, and the third one is the people I'm really trying to talk to here, is the person who's going, Ash, you know what? You've nailed it. This is what I've been feeling this way. I am worried about this. I wake up. I went self-employed as a broker to do this job and now I'm really not enjoying it because I don't really like my clients and I'm maybe I've gone awry a little bit. And you know this. We know this. I did it. I did it. I did it myself. I've done it myself. I I went on a journey to kind of undo this stuff and relearn digital marketing techniques. That's, that's most of you who know me since 2017, this was that was the journey. That was the impetus of why I did it. There had to be another way than just get a client bank and then live on the client bank, whether you like them or not like them, and have a have a good life because financial services is lucrative, but don't love what you do. You can love what you do as a broker absolutely all the time. But the thing that's really important with this is you need to think long term. You need to think long term. You need to look at your goals, your strategies, and you really need to think with this. And you need to throw that old school sales bullshit out the window and start, you know, working with people you like. Alex Curtis says this amazing thing, which I love, which is, you know, it's P, it's not B to B or B to C, it's P to P, people to people. You need to think long term about this. If you genuinely want to do this business, and I'm not, saying like anyone else doing a different thing is wrong at all. I'm technically, I might've said it all the time, but I'm, I don't actually mean that. What I mean though is if you're like, if you're like me, if you're, if this resonates with you and you want a different type of life as a broker than suit and tie and, and that, then you have to think long-term sometimes, you know, saying no to that client um, or, or not even kind of, you know, not calling that client back, so to speak, or missing it or whatever, when you know that client's not right for you, you're dragging your feet a bit to maybe try and delay them. These are okay. They're okay to do that. And then doubling down on the clients you really love to get more of them. I think sometimes we don't, we, we need to think long-term on this. Sometimes this will be a divisive one. It's something that I was talking about recently with somebody who's a friend of mine and um, in, in your industry. And I just had to make an episode on it. It is related to marketing because it's how you're branding yourself. It's how you're putting yourself forward. And another Jacko Wilnick quote, which I love, and he says, um, you know, Jacko, Jacko says that success and failure is a, um, you know, is generally a slow process. You're either gradually building something up or you're gradually tearing something down. And um, I think that's why I see this all the time. And so I want people to understand this and listen to this and think, okay, am I tearing down my own mental health and happiness in my business over a long-term period just because 
someone once told me when I, and by the way, I think a big mistake with a lot of people with this, because someone once told me in a corporate environment that I need to hit my 10 mortgages a month because it's my target. How many of you are still doing that? Living off the, if you are from a Connells or a Countrywide or a, or a heart, you know, just mortgages. How many of you are still on this, on the wagon of that? If you're in a network that still does that and you're thinking I need to hit it. So I'll get that other one in that's crap because they do. They're not always great. Now that's my take on it. I would be really interested to hear other people's opinions on this. Um, this choice it is, I guess, you know, either choosing, do you go down the, you know, the path of income overall, everything else versus the other three needs, which is like social and personal. And I think your take as well on the, the kind of old school sales techniques as well, because I think old school sales techniques, I think they have a place, but I think they're hugely, hugely overrated now and, and always. And if I'm really honest with you, my business changed, my life changed and my income changed when I, when I just chucked all that shit out the window and started talking to people properly, how I would talk to people. And, um, that's the secret. Obviously there's better ways. It's like, don't even bother working with me because that's it. Treat people like you'd like to be treated and you'll do well with good branding, positioning and marketing strategies. So still come and work with me. Uh, guys, if you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, share it with all your mortgage broker friends. And if you would like to come onto the mortgage broker broadcast, if you mortgage broker broadcast, what am I about? That's Craig's show and the mortgage marketing podcast. If you feel like you'd be a good guest, you've got a good marketing story. You've got an experience that you'd like to share with the community. Then please hit me up. I'm on LinkedIn or Facebook. They're the best places to reach me for mortgage marketing podcast stuff. My name's Ash Borland. Thanks for putting up with my rant this week. If this if this resonated with you and you want to chat about it, hit me up as well, and I'll see you in the next episode, which will be an interview one. Bye.